Sunday, January the 10th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Oh, and it's great to be uh, together again uh, with you, Harold, as we journey through this Daniel fast together. And as you know, we've been thinking this last week uh, about the year that's gone and the way that it's so easy, perhaps, after the year that we've had, which by any measure has been Mm. extreme and different uh, and difficult how easy it is for disappointment to settle on us, for us to feel a level of angst and frustration and, you know, this is just just, uh, anything but anything but spacious. And uh, uh, so so let me ask you about that. When when you're feeling disappointed and frustrated about something, how do you begin to deal with that, to process that? Uh, What can we learn from you to help us all turn the corner as we enter this new year? Well, that's a great question. I And as you mentioned it to me, I've been thinking about it. And I think Zachariah's uh, story comes to my mind as we've been looking at that prior to Christmas. It stuck with me quite a lot. The, the expectations come to my mind. When, whenever we have expectations, we're bound to have disappointments. Mm-hmm. So if I have an expectation in myself, in others, in God, if something doesn't go according to what I expect, so in relationships, things go wrong because people have expectations. So we see from the story of Zechariah, which we can all relate to, mm. that he and his wife were trusting God that they would have a child. They married, normal thing. Next is if you do want a child, that's what you, 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 you just expect it. So when years went by and they did not see that come to pass, you could tell that disappointment would have set in. Mm. The way I have come to accept or or dealt with disappointment, one, to accept that disappointment would happen. So that's my my first thing, is that we will get disappointed, Mm. but we have expectations. And it's important that we do keep our expectations high. However, when we have constant disappointment in something we really hope for, or really want to see, that can be a challenge because hope deferred, we know, makes the heart sick. So what I do learn from Zachariah, which I, I think the Lord has helped me to do also over the years is, when I, depending on what it is, um, overall, I've just sought to stay faithful in my walk with the Lord, to keep my eyes on him, to trust in his goodness, and to just keep serving him, and know, and just trust that he knows what is best. I, I wouldn't say it's always the easiest, but I need to keep reminding myself that God is good, God is gracious, God is great, and that he can provide, he will provide. And even if I don't see it come through on this side of heaven, I'm going to remain faithful. But I know that we, we face different things. And somebody listening to me will say, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And maybe truly, I can't underestimate what you're going through. And I don't want to downplay it either. I won't chuck scriptures at you just like that. But just to say, we do all have expectations and we do have disappointments. 
But the Lord does have a word in season often to, to encourage us, whatever we're going through. So I would say the word of God really refreshes me. I, I find a, a lot of joy in true friendships. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in James 5.16 that pray, confess your faults, your struggles, your challenges with one another. So express them with someone. But don't leave it there. Pray with one another. That is where we come into a place of healing and wholeness. Yes, I, I find some people do a lot of talking, but they don't take it the next step. They don't then pray with somebody else about whatever is going on. And if you're also just praying and you haven't got the space to talk it through, equally, that is not often complete. I find when the two go together, power is released. And the promise of scripture is that we will come through. The issue may not change, but we would have changed in the process. Oh, that's so helpful. And uh, I, I love what you're saying about uh, making sure that you go to, to, to the next step. I don't know whether, uh, you, you would reflect on, on this, that, that, that some people, uh, either stay in that place of just talking about how disappointing it is, how frustrating it is. They stay yep. in the emotion. And they never take the next step to kind of bring it all to God, to allow the truth of who God is and what he's done. I love what you were saying about God is good. God is great. God is glorious. And uh, and so on that allow the truth. Um, uh, uh, but I also noticed the, uh, the other way around, the tendency for some people to go to go straight to God with the prayer, but not really ever get in touch with the emotion. I mean, that, that yes. would be that would be more if, if there's a bias or, a, you know, a wrong bias. That would be more. Me- Let's miss out the emotion bit because that's kind of difficult to handle <laughs> with and just go straight to how wonderful and how glorious God is. But mm. but it's that balance, isn't it, of getting in it touch is. with that emotion it and is. getting that out. And I'm always shocked, yes. I suppose, at how how much of the Psalms is spent doing just that. People are really angry with God in the Psalms, aren't they? I mean, they're really furious with him. They give him what for. And it's just their human way of getting those emotions out for God's healing Mm. to, uh, uh, to come. So I love what you were saying about those, those, those two parts. I, I I don't know what your tendency would be. As I say, mine is more to, to rush to the God is great and God is glorious than to, than to, 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 get in touch with the depth of perhaps the emotion or the disappointment or the pain. I can easily move on too quickly, if, if that makes sense. I don't know about you. Yeah. yeah, so in the past, I was more like what you just described. Uh-huh. But in recent years, I've really found the value of, of being honest. Mm-hmm. I have learned that being honest and vulnerable is a key ingredient to healing but with the right people and i'm very careful who i'm sharing that with because if i'm sharing it within the community of faith with somebody that i know would pray with me pray for me then i can be honest i can say you know what i feel disappointed in this situation i would say though that over the years generally my perception my understanding of god i have settled on his goodness although i've had some things that have not knocked me and I've, I've, I've almost had to ask why I don't not normally cross the line of, of, of questioning God's goodness. I've almost settled on that. And I think that has really, really helped me. So I often would settle on the fact that God is good no matter what. And the scripture that's really blessed me over the years is Romans 8.28, for we know. Mm. I, I like that. We know that all things work together for good 
for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If I can align my heart, and I encourage anybody listening, if we align our hearts to live for his purpose, and we allow the Holy Spirit to help us to deepen our love for him, we can trust him who is good. I am still saying that I know that there will be things that are really, really difficult, and I don't want to be glib about it and, and just gloss over it. That And somebody listening is really going through it. You've been expecting something. You've been going something... You've been going through something for years and it hasn't changed. And that's harder. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Zachariah story really blesses me because when the angel appears and, and the angel speaks to him, that your, your prayer, he says, your prayer is heard. As you led the other day through the 6 a.m. prayer meeting, he expressed his, his, it was like, I'm sure, which prayer now? Um, um, <laughs> long stop praying that prayer. And, and then Absolutely. are you actually... How do I know that this is even going to happen? Yeah. And it could be that he's had hope before, and maybe his hope was dashed. And uh, um, and, and you, you, you are able to phrase that quite well. I like the way you 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 said it when we had the prayer meeting. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I guess I, I guess I related to him. You know, it's like God turns up at the beyond the eleventh hour, uh, doesn't he? And uh, well after Zechariah. Well, yes, exactly. Well, from a human perspective, well after Zechariah has felt like, you know, God, God hasn't heard, you know, mm-hmm. he's w- almost embraced at that point the disappointment. But I, I love mm-hmm. I love what you said just a moment ago, though, about uh, I've settled. Uh, how did you phrase it? I've settled on God's goodness or I've settled. Yeah, I, um, I've settled the on the you? fact that God is good. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I, I love that because I think it's easy for us to settle on the disappointments. Mm. And, the, and the things that have hurt us and wounded us and so on. And we mm. we go around this loop of of it questioning uh, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, God's love towards us and so on. Mm. But to be in on that solid foundation that whatever wave comes, uh, your perspective remains that you settle on the fact that God is good and God is good for you and God is good to mm. you. And uh, mm. and God will always be good. Uh, and I, I just kind of highlighted, I suppose, just sensing but for folks listening to us in this conversation, mm. um, perhaps some folks would be aware right now that they haven't settled that, that mm. there isn't that settled knowledge yet of mm. God being good. Uh, what, mm. what, what would you say? What advice would you give to people who go, actually, I haven't reached that settled place? What what helped you come to that settled place of knowing that whatever goes on, actually, do you know what? God is good. Uh, that's a great question. I'll come back to James 5.16. The formula for me is confess it. Okay, acknowledge that this is where I'm at. It's always good to know where you're at. Yeah. Find somebody you trust and say, you know what? I'm, I'm struggling to believe in God. I, uh, we're talking. We, we've we've walked with people on on this journey who are in, sometimes in a very difficult place. Somebody said to me the other day, "I don't even. I'm not even sure I believe in the Bible. I'm not even sure I can pray anymore." Yeah. But in the past, I would have said, "What do you What do you mean by that?" And be a bit religious, maybe. <laughs> but the Lord helped me. I was I was more loving, more gentle, and compassionate, mm-hmm. and empathetic in that situation. I said, "Okay." You know, well, that's where you're at now. Mm. But it can change. So I'll say to anybody that that's where you're at now. It can change. Acknowledge it. Share it with somebody. Talk to the Lord about it, but share it with somebody. And together bring this sense of, Lord, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure I trust you. And he, and he will make himself known because mm. he's, he's big enough. God can take that. He, he can take that sense of uncertainty 
that we bring to him. He just wants us to be honest. And if we're honest, he will reveal himself and he will lift that cloud of heaviness and doubt and, and unbelief off us if we come honestly. So I would say the key for me is, is be honest about where you're at. Share it with somebody you trust, but don't just talk. Pray together. Read scripture and let the word of God come alive. To the, and it may take a while, but you'll still make it. You would 100% you'll come through. That's such, a, that's such an encouragement. And I, I think we're, we're, we're learning the power of sharing it with others. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, historically, I don't know what uh, uh, your journey's been like, but historically, uh, our kind of faith journey has been quite private. You know, you said, mm-hmm. uh, I said that you might have answered a bit religiously. I can't believe a Elim <laughs> Pentecostal minister uh, behaving religiously. But, but, but there you are. But in our religiousness, Mm. Our faith has been quite private. It's been a private mm. matter. And actually, mm. that's, that's been a real handicap for us growing, isn't it, in God's kingdom yes. and growing in, 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 these, in these things. Well, why, mm. do you think, why do you think that sharing with others is so important? Because as James says, you share with, you confess with one another to be healed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, exactly. uh, it's a very powerful, powerful thing. And uh, it, it really perhaps, is. The word, perhaps the word confess has tripped us up thinking of denominations because we, we don't, we don't <laughs> believe in a, in a confessional as such. But, but there's mm. great power, isn't there, in being honest with, with, with others. Just, just talk a little bit about why you think that's so powerful and why we shouldn't dismiss it quickly. Because I think often we do. I'd rather not talk to anyone about it. I'll be afraid right. of what they'll think of me I, I'm, bar- I'm embarrassed I'm awkward uh, no I'm just going to keep this yep. to myself and the enemy goes I've got you yep it's the biggest lie one of the biggest lies the mm. enemy we, we need to just learn and, and it could also be and the church has not always been great including Christian leaders have not always been good at keeping confidences and sometimes yeah. people share something and then before you, they know it somebody's using it it's become sure. um, yeah. well it's, it's, it's become the whisper in the in the in the, in the among the people of God, and that knocks people's confidence. And so if we can create spaces that are safe, that people know that they can share things that obviously are appropriately confidential, they will build confidence that together, to the horizontal relationship, because Jesus commands the disciples, love one another. Yeah. And as I have loved you, so as I've demonstrated horizontal, vertical love to you, and I've demonstrated it horizontally, live like this. And I think this is the type of community we all desire to be. We were, because we were designed to be loved and to love, everybody is looking for authentic spaces to be loved. And, and, and that's my prayer, that we will grow as authentic communities where the love of God is really expressed. That we can be honest with one another. You can just bear yourself and you know that you'll be protected among friends. And you, you, mm-hmm. you, could, you could just be honest and say, I'm, I'm in this place. And... I think there's something supernatural about it because as we walk in the light, as First John tells us, as we walk in the light yeah. with one another, his blood cleanses us. And so we fellowship with him and with one another in the light. We are open, we are honest, we are vulnerable in that place. Power is released. Um, and uh, yeah, I often tell couples, you know, every couple I believe desires to be in the place where like Adam and Eve, the Bible says that they were, they were, they were clothless. And they had no shame. That is my prayer that we will have those kind of friendships that we can be open and honest and vulnerable. And yet there's no shame in the sense that we cover one another, we pray with one another, we stand with one another. That is the safest community to be in. And may that grow amongst us. Um, we don't always get it right. I, 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 I definitely don't, but 
and they no, were growing no. in it, were growing in it. And uh, I mean, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have you as as one of my closest friends, and I, I'm I'm grateful for that. Well, we're we're all absolutely, and me too. That uh, ability to uh, to be who you are is a gift, isn't it? And mm. uh, and God takes us as we are, and sometimes the biggest problem with being who we are is ourselves, isn't it? Yes. And uh, you're, you're absolutely right. So so powerful. So perhaps as folks have been kind of listening into this conversation, uh, Harold, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind praying, perhaps uh, for people who who are just sensing that a there's stuff that they haven't shared. And suddenly mm. the spirit of God is whispering to now is the moment with the right Amen. people, the right place to break cover. It's the beginning Amen. to be honest, not just with themselves, but with someone else. Or they've yes. been wrestling with that sense of of not having settled that God is good. You know, this last year has really, really thrown a curveball, really thrown a wobble. And uh, and they're mm. wondering, do you know what is is? Is God really good for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they're, and they're wrestling with that and uh, and, and so on. Um, I wonder if you just lead us in prayer, especially for, for those folk who are sensing now they want to take a step forward in this whole area, own the disappointment, but more important than that, pivot their perspective back to a father who loves them and uh, wants to bless them and bring healing to their mm-hmm. lives. Would you pray? Yes, I'll be, I'll be honoured to do that. Yes. Thank you father, so much. Father, thank you. We can trust you. Mm. Where, where to who shall we run to? We have no one safer to run to than you. And so right at the onset, as Jesus, you taught us that we pray to a loving heavenly father who is perfect, who is limitless, who is good, who is loving. And we come to you, our heavenly loving father, perfect in all your ways. And I pray that Anyone listening, wherever they are on their journey today, Holy Spirit, that their perspective will change. As I pray that their perspective will change, that they will see you for who you really are. And anything that has come to mar your image, earthly experiences, the pain, the loss, the disappointment, the rejections, the things we've experienced in our earthly relationships that have affected our perspective of who you are, I just pray that that will be lifted off and we will see you for who you are. And then we know that you're hallowed, you're set apart, you're just different. You're not like us. You don't let down. You're not like us. I thank you for that. And I pray that your kingdom will break forth in their lives. I pray for that sister. I pray for that brother, that there will be a kingdom manifestation in their situation. Whatever they're going through, Lord, that there will be a breakthrough from heaven's perspective into their own, from from heaven's reality to break forth into their earthly reality. And I thank you that you meet our daily needs. And I thank you that you restore relationships. I thank you that you heal our relationships. So I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you, Lord, that you deliver. You deliver. I thank you that you guide and you deliver. And you desire that we would always experience the fullness of your glory. So I pray for that one whose heart is disappointed, that their perspective will change, that they will experience your healing touch, that they will know that you're good. And I pray where there is shame, that it will be lifted that your people will be able to experience genuine communion with one another where we can be open and honest in the right space and experience your healing as we pray and invite your presence in. So I thank you for healing, my brother and my sister. In Jesus' precious name, my fastest. Mm. Amen.